Hello and welcome to another episode of the Salt Magazine podcast. I'm Joe Ronan, I'm Feature Centre at Salt. If you don't know who we are, we're an independent volunteer-run magazine in Manchester. If you're listening to this as one of our members, you get early access. Thanks to you for supporting us. If you'd like to become one of our members, well, you can find out how to do that on the website. It'd be great if you could support us. We need all the help we can get. Really. Today, I'm speaking to Joey Sam. He produces electronic music. And we talked about music he makes, Manchester, streaming, and um, a whole lot of other stuff besides. So anyway, here's Joey Sam. Should we talk? Um, should we talk music? Yeah, let's do it. Right, the single. What's it called? When's it out? What, how's it been released? How can people listen to it? Um, so it's called Me to Be. So that's me, then two, and then be all one word. Yeah. Um, it is. When's it being released? Well, the plan is next Friday, so the week today, which is the nineteenth. Um, but just waiting on a bit of. Um, music mixing and mastering to go down with the tune and then we'll be able to get it out um, it's going to be out on Spotify and SoundCloud um, which is a nice change really because I don't always just put my music onto SoundCloud but I think a lot more people actually listen to music through Spotify so I think that will help me increase my reach a, a little bit more um, but yeah I think that, that's about it for the release date really and does that feel like a bit of a, a landmark moment personally like it being on Spotify, this release? Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say a landmark. I just think, I'd say, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's nice to get it on Spotify um, because the way you get music on Spotify is a lot more difficult than the way you get music onto SoundCloud. Um, you need um, a publisher to help you get it on there. Whereas on SoundCloud, you can just, anyone can upload anything. So I guess, to get my music on a more established platform, so a site um, would be nice. Um, and the reach on there is just a lot, a lot bigger than, than SoundCloud. So as much of as much as it is nice to get it on there, it's also a bit of a strategic move as well to kind of get my, my name and my music out there even more. And what do you think about the fact that you like you know we are so reliant on these sort of platforms, and you know Spotify is slightly harder to get on. Do you think that's problematic, harder for young younger artists? Um, it, it's a tough one. I, I do think this about social media platforms in general. They're, they're a blessing and a curse, really. Um, blessing in the case where, obviously, your algorithms, you put a good tune on Spotify and you get added to a certain playlist, then the amount of listens that you can get from that... Um, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy to be honest. Um, same with SoundCloud, same with promoting your music on Facebook. Um, even if you're promoting your art, your clothing on Facebook, um, algorithms can be your best friend. But at the same time, um, it's the fact you don't really have that control, um, which becomes a bit of a problem. So if an algorithm changes and you don't know about the changes, then that can cause 
a lot of issues to your output, which can effectively affect um, the, the amount of income you're making from music or any type of art. And if you're relying on that, then that starts to become a problem. Um, so if, I always think if you can use your own owned platform, then that's in your best interest, really, because whatever happens is down to your work and what you do, really. But in this day and age, it's, it's pretty difficult, to be honest. Say if I had a website where I put my music out on that, no one, to actually get people onto the website to listen to just, just my music would be a bit of an issue. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. That's a bit of a long, long-winded answer. No, no, you're right though. It's it's kind of unavoidable. Is the problem really? Yeah. But the tune's nice with anyway. Said, go, on, go on, go on, go on, go on. With that said though, um, I do feel like in the next few years we will start going not backwards, but I do think people will start coming off these big platforms. Um, just just even seeing how how much people are buying vinyl again now. I think I saw the other day people like selling cassette tapes and music on it. So I think there definitely is a shift. People are getting a bit tired of kind of being pushed around by these platforms and trying to take it back into their into their own hands. And as a result of COVID, especially, I just think there's going to be like when we get out of this, there'll just be like a massive resurgence of the underground, whether that be going to raids. And with that would come, I think, releasing more physical music on um, vinyl, cassettes, etc. Is that something you'd be interested in? As in releasing on vinyl? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know what it is. About, I don't know what it is about vinyl. Um, I don't really. I've got a few vinyl. Not like I don't want to sound like I'm one of those guys that have lots of vinyl, but. Um, there's just something about holding a vinyl and actually picking it up, putting it down on a record player and then pressing play and then hearing it, which it just it does just feel a bit different to then to just playing the track through through Spotify. I think it's because you have to take the effort to get up and do it. So to actually get, have a vinyl of my own, um, I think that would be pretty pretty amazing for me. To be fair, I need to get some, some other music sign first even if it's just on a digital platform um but yeah getting getting a truck signed and vinyl is definitely one of my goals yeah i think it's probably also the fact that we spend all day on our phones as well so just taking yourself out of that space means that you're listening it feels a bit more like physical i guess yeah literally because you, you mean i mean you've always got it's just too. I, I, I can't remember who the interview was, but I just remember someone was talking about it. It's like it's the fact that when you sat down, let's say you sat on one side of the room, you actually have to make the effort to go and change your tune. Whereas now you just you just press one button and it's changed. So it's definitely the physical element of it. So the song itself, I was thinking, it felt almost like music for a, a post-pandemic world. Like it's kind of like. Can imagine kind of day party, quite summery. I don't know. Maybe that's just me kind of dreaming of summer. How would you describe it? What were you, what were you trying to do? Um, post-pandemic world. I have. I've not thought that, but I, I do hope a post-pandemic world does feel like how that chat sounds. To be honest, um, but you are right with the summery feel. Um, I've I made it in. 
July last year. So I made it quite quite a while ago. I just I've just never put it out. Um, so yeah, I, I, it was boiling hot on the day I made it as well. So that probably reflects in the tune. Um, yeah, I would say the same thing. I remember when I was working with um, Lottie, as you mentioned, and Gracie um, to get the get the artwork made. I kind of said that the track is very to me. It feels very spacious, and I wanted to reflect that in the artwork as well. Um, which they both do an amazing job of doing. Um, so yeah, I'd say spacious, um, melodic, and feel good. That's what I'd say. Three things to find in that tune. Your ideas, your dreams. So this was the one that got onto Radio One, right? Yeah, that's the one. What was that like? Um, <laughs> pretty weird to be honest. Um, I think I made the track on like the Friday, and then so the way it was to get on, it was on the BBC introducing music um, show, which is basically if you're a young producer, well, not young producer, if you're up and coming producer you can upload your music to this thing called the BBC Introducing Uploader. Um, and then the regional DJs will listen to it. And if they like it, they'll send it on to um, to the national radio. Thankfully, the regional guys liked it, and then they sent it on to the national um, radio station, and they liked it. So I made it on, made the tune on like the Thursday, uploaded it on, I think, the Saturday. And they got the email on like the Tuesday that they were playing it on the Friday, so it was a bit, it was a bit weird, and it happened pretty fast because I made the song in like six hours as well. So it, it the turnaround was pretty ridiculous, um, which made it even better because it kind of gave me some quite a bit of motivation to really just try and get songs finished as quickly as possible because I kind of delve over them usually for quite a while, which is annoying. So did you sit down and listen to it? What was that like, like the actual moment of hearing it? Um, yeah, it, was, it was played at like half 12 in the morning, which was an ideal part, obviously. It's still playing radio on. Um, so I had to stay up till half 12. I think I had a nap and then I got up at like 12. Um, and then I couldn't even play it for my speakers because my whole family was sleeping. <laughs> um, so I was just laying in bed, pitch black with me in my earphones. But yeah, it was, it was pretty nice. It was, when the song was played, it was weird, but when I actually heard my name, I was just like, this is so weird. This is like the biggest radio station in the country. I just thought it was really weird, but it was it was still a nice feeling. Yeah, definitely a big moment. So you're talking there about like stressing over songs and taking your time. What is the, what is the process like? What does it kind of, what does it feel like to make a song? How long does it take you? What kind of state are you in when you're doing it? So, it, 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 for me, it's strange and it varies. So, what, for example, when I made that song, I made three, three songs that week, which is a good week for me. 
Um, but then other weeks, I can I can go. Sometimes I can go like four weeks without making a song. That's not because I'm not trying to. I'm trying to make something, but everything's just out of shit. Um, so it completely just depends on my mood, really. So and usually, let's say I try and make something on a Monday, I'll I'll know and I'll be like, right, okay, this is going to be a good week, and I'll literally just smash out a few songs. Like I did that a few times over over summer. Um, the process really. I usually start with drums, then a bass line, melody, um, and then a vocal, really. Um, and yeah, that's that, that's usually how it works for me. It's just trying to get into a better routine of trying to finish songs rather than just staring at it and listening to it. Because usually I do know if it's going to be a good song within, within an hour. But I do just continue to try and improve something that's not very good and which is just a waste of my time really when I should just forget about it and try something new so are the days when you wake up like yeah it's happening today you know for whatever reason things are just going to work um yeah definitely um well this is me talking during summer obviously I'm working full time now so I don't really get as much time I do try and do some producing after work but it's a bit tough but during summer yeah, I'd wake up and I'd be like, for example, um, Pop Smoke's album came out um, during summer and I listened to the whole album. I think it came out on the Friday. So this was the same week that I made me to be. I think it came out on the Friday um, and then I heard one track and I was like, yeah, um, that's definitely, definitely, definitely need to, need to sample that. Um, so I finished listening to the album and then I chose that one song and I thought, this is the one that I need to sample. Um, and then I just loaded it up into my into my laptop and I started just playing around with it. And as soon as as soon as I put the sample down, I put the drums down, I was like, yes, this is definitely going to work. And I knew it was going to work from there on. Um, and then literally like four hours later, I finished the track and put it out on the Sunday. So I can't, when I'm in the mood, I can work very quickly, but to actually get me in the mood an issue and I need to find out what gets me in the mood because <coughs> I have no idea what it is yeah is that the Dior remix no this, so the Dior one was in like May this one that I'm talking about is called yeah 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 that's the garage one isn't it that's, that yeah that's the nice garage one, one. So, music-wise, what, what are you listening to now? What did you kind of grow up listening to? And, like, what sort of connection would you draw between the music that you make and the music that you listen to? That is a great question. Um, that is a very good question. OK, let me start with what I'm listening to. Um, to be honest, everyone probably says this when they ask, when you get asked this question, but... I do listen to a lot of very different music. Um, so at times I do, I don't listen to dance music that much anymore. And if you'd asked me this question about five years ago, it would have just been dance music what I listen to. Um, but I listen to a lot of Pop Smoke, um, 
Um, a lot of Afrobeats, so like Wizkid, Davido. Um, and when I do listen to dance music, I like I do like to listen to quite a lot of what people would say commercial dance music. Um, so quite a bit of like Disclosure, for example, their new album's amazing. Um, I've been listening to One Tune with Mick Jenkins on that on that on repeat for the last literally for the last like four weeks I've just been obsessed over that tune um, but the time I've been recently I've been trying to listen to a bit of drum and bass I don't really usually like it to be honest I usually like for example Jump Up I can't stand it but I've been trying to listen to some of it and some of it's actually fairly decent I've been working to it which is pretty strange um, but for example like Sub Focus Sigma again when it comes to listening to dance music I'm not producing I do listen to a lot, quite a lot of commercial sounding dance music so yeah that's what I'm listening to at the moment um listening to growing up what would I say um so I used to my family was all into music um and they used to listen to a lot of like R&B back in the day um and a lot of hip hop so artists like Aaliyah Jennifer Lopez, Destiny's Child was always playing in my house um, growing up. A lot of hip-hop is all Jay-Z, Kanye, uh, Drive Core Quest. Um, so that was what I was listening to whilst I was growing up because that's just what my, my siblings were playing. Like, my brother's a DJ, so I was always basically listening to the music he was listening to. Um, and then I discovered dance music when I was in year eight. Um, I saw a video, not a video, an advert on BBC Three, and they were playing a tune. And I was like, "What the hell is this tune?" I don't think Shazam was around at the time, so I had to like Google BBC Three advert, blah blah blah. And it was Skrillex uh, breaking a sweat, and to this day, I'm still obsessed with that tune. And that's when I first discovered dance music, and then I was just researching everything to do with Skrillex. All the music is made. I remember he made it. Thomas's remix when Nero obsessed with that that whole Bangarang EP album as well obsessed with that um, and then from there I branched out into like into like more housier music so I started listening to like Jamie Jones Patrick Topping um, Marco Crowler um, and that's basically where I've been ever since really um, on that type of sound and in terms of how it's influenced my sound now, um, I'm trying to think, that's a tough one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything in particular influences the music I make now. Maybe, yeah. To be honest, I wouldn't say anything in particular influences the music I make. I'd say I just try and make. I honestly, I don't really have a strategy to making tunes. I just try and make a song. Like, for example, if I've heard a song that I like, I might try and make something similar. But to say particular particular genre influenced my sound, I wouldn't say so. But the closest I could say is to that, actually, is my drums have a lot of percussion in them. Um, and Afrobeats has a lot of percussion. So if I'm, if I'm scraping, then I'd say, yeah. Afrobeats influences my drums, but I wouldn't say I have that big of an influence in my music. Right, yeah, well, I mean, it probably 
is all in there somewhere, like unconsciously. Yeah. But so your brother, yeah, your exactly. brother, your brother's a DJ, and he doesn't play dance music. So what does he think about you kind of pivoting towards dance music, or does he play dance music? If I got that wrong. No, he doesn't play dance music. Um, he plays hip hop, RB, Afro beats. Um, but he he also likes dance music. Um, he 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 will listen to it. He doesn't listen to it all the time, but he he will listen to it. Um, but yeah, it's my whole family were pretty surprised when I when I was listening to a lot of dance music. To be fair, um, but yeah, everyone's pretty pretty supportive of it. When I was, for example, when my tune was on Radio One, everyone's buzzing, everyone's buzzing about it. So yeah, everyone everyone really, they wouldn't really listen to it, but they they back it either way. Yeah, because I'm into it. So. Skrillex must have been a bit of a shock, to be fair. That's kind of yeah. pretty ruthless stuff. Yeah, that, that, I think that would have been the, the, the main sh- shock, to be fair. Coming home from school, just blasting it out at, like, 13 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you were talking about work before and saying that it's, it's easier to produce music when you've got a bit of time off in summer. How, what's, that, what's that sort of, re- like, relationship like? You know, you've got work to pay the bills and then make music on the side talk to me about that bit it's it's a bit of a struggle to be fair um, I mean on a good day I'll finish work at like um, I'd say like seven seven so after I finish work I'm knackered as it is and then I need to go and try and put in like an hour or two to produce um, but I mean it's, it's, this is not just me in this position. Any anyone who's trying to make music in this position, so I'm not saying that it's only it's only difficult for me. But sometimes I do I do struggle after work to to even do an hour of producing. Um, over the last few weeks, I've realised that if I ever want to do anything with music, really, then I just need to suck it up and do it. So over the last few weeks, I've had a bit bit of a better routine. So for example, on on Monday, I might watch some videos that can help me with producing. Then Tuesday, I might produce. Then Wednesday, I might focus on a particular thing to do with music so just get trying to get in a routine like that um has been has been helpful for me really i, I saw during a I, I got the idea from a podcast um so josh baker has got a podcast called synthro uh, and he had a dj on a called rossi and he said that's how he splits up his week and that really helps him so i've tried to implement that over the last few weeks and it's, it's been really helpful but yeah that's it, it's not easy but I mean, at the end of the day, if I want, if I if I do want to do music full time, then it's just something that I've got to, got to put within, suck it up, and get on with it. Really. And have you found it easier or harder working from home? Um. So when I was working, when I was working in London, it wasn't really proper work. It was a bit of an internship, so I wouldn't class what I was doing that then as proper work. So. This, the job I've got now is a proper job, 9-5. Well, it's supposed to be 9-5, but it isn't. Um, so that... This this has been... I'm trying to, trying to think how to word it. Um, it's, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say I know any, any differently to what I'm doing now, to be fair. Um, working from home has been pretty decent, to be honest. I live at home with my family, so... I've not really had any loneliness whilst working. I know a lot of people are working from home and their own, which can be a bit of an issue. So I, I do feel quite lucky in that in that regard. Um, if I'm ever bored, I can just go down and speak to my family. 
Um, but to be honest, work from home and lockdown for me personally, it's thankfully hasn't affected me that much. And I think that's because I do live with my family. Um, I had so much time to make tunes over summer and then started working and it's still, it's just been pretty chilled. So I can't, can't really complain about it to be honest. Obviously I can't wait to get out, but it's not, it's not been too, too bad for me personally. Yeah, so you featured as like an introducing Manchester artist. You're now back, as you say, living with your family in Manchester. Do you think that like there's anything about Manchester's scene that's influenced you in any way? The nightlife, the sort of clubs that you'd go to back in the day. Um. Yes, hundred percent. Like I, I first started going out in in Manchester. I think I went to my first first club night I went to was Factory. But the, the first popular house night I went to would have been, I think it was, San, yeah, it was Sankey's. So in sixth form, uh, I can't remember, that must have been like 2014, 15, 16 ish. I was just going to Sankey's quite a lot, Warehouse Project quite a lot. Um, and then, but whenever I was there, I was just like, yes, I definitely want to be DJ whilst I was there. Thankfully, got the chance to play at Sankey's before the shop, which was a, just a great experience for me. The, the club wasn't really that full, to be honest, but just being being there as a like as someone that was going out and then actually having the opportunity to DJ that was amazing for me. Um, and Warehouse Projects is just a dream for me to play there. I would, probably the venue, the, the venue in the world that I'd, I'd most like to play at, to be honest. Um, there's just something about the fact that. Well, when it was at Stall Street, anyway, there's something about the fact that it's a club on Friday, Saturday, and it is back to being a car park on a Sunday. Like, I just, I don't know what it is about it. I just, I just love the Warehouse Project. I love everything about it, the way, the branding of it, the acts they get, and really what it's done for Manchester's music scene. I know a lot of people kind of think the contracts that they have, which kind of affects the, the fact that other DJs can play um, at other venues in Manchester, which I do understand to an extent, but what Parklife and um, Warehouse have done for Manchester, is, I think it's pretty huge, to be honest. Yeah, so you yourself um, did run some events, Depth. Like, can, yeah. you, can, we expect, can we expect anything from Depth in a kind of post-pandemic world, or is it kind of production only these days? I don't know about that. It's been about um, <laughs> the last time we did an event was two years ago in April. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I might be back in London by then as well. Um, so it's very unlikely. But I mean, the Facebook page is still there. <laughs> if people still want to party, then I guess it's possible. But at the moment, I doubt it. Yeah. And then what's the kind of you know, if I was to say, what does it look like in two years' time, the um, the career tra- trajectory, what does it look like? Ooh. Um, um, two years' time. I'd say I'd still probably be working, but I think I'd be getting to a stage where my music is definitely getting to a place where hopefully I could do music full time, possibly. Um, 
even over the last year, my, my songs have improved quite a lot in, in quality, really, and the actual sound. If I compare that to two years ago, it's, it's still improving. I'm not I'm definitely nowhere near there yet, but I think my, my sound is getting there a lot, a, a lot quicker than it was like a year ago. So hopefully, within the next two years, I'll be, I'll be getting closer to it. To be honest, um, I'd like to branch out into making different genres of music as well. Um, recently, made some faster music, so some 134, 140 stuff as well, which is it's been cool, so that's definitely something I'd like to like to branch out to a bit more in the future. So yeah, have my sound within dance music sorted, but also branch out into into other genres within. That's it. That's my plan over the next two years. Okay, that was Joey San. I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks to him for coming on. Go and check out his music, as I say, it's really quite good. We're going to leave you with some of that higher tempo stuff that he said he was looking to make. Bit of, bit of unreleased exclusive for Salt Magazine. Well, anyway, thanks for uh, tuning in. Cheers. Thank you.